Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on this show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. I have been, it has been such a wild week over here. I live in Washington state. We have a lot of forest fires surrounding right now. So the air quality has been rather poor. I actually purchased an air purifier filter, air purifying filter, whatever they are for the first time. So I hope that in the background, you can't hear it, but I really feel like it's dramatically elevating my life right now. Today, I want to talk a lot about money mindset and two of the biggest blocks that I have uncovered for myself recently. These are, you know, I've been working on my money mindset for, I would say, a solid four years. Since I started my business, I really was very stuck in scarcity mindset before that. I didn't have a lot of incentive to change my money mindset before being a business owner. And I have done a lot of work on it. And just the last week, I have been just like smacked over the head with these very, very limiting beliefs and the ways that I've been participating in scarcity mindset. And I'm really excited to share them because I know they're going to resonate with you and, you know, hopefully illuminate something on your side about where you can shift further out of scarcity mindset as well. So Before we dive into that conversation, some updates. So as of September, September 2023, I will be officially raising my one-on-one prices. It's been about two years since I have increased the rates for one-on-one work with me. So if you've been wanting to work with me, whether that is inside Catalyst, my four-month mentorship program, or book an intensive or an energy healing session with me, and you want to get in on the price points before they increase. You can head to the show notes. You can learn more about those. You can book your session. I would absolutely, absolutely love to work with you, whether that is in the business sense or through energy healing. And I do have one spot, just one spot open for one-on-one mentorship with me. So this is you and me together for four months. This is the highest level of support that I offer. We have calls every other week. You have energy healing sessions with me. We have boxer and communication for everything in between. You've got my eyeballs on your business for four months straight. And I really, this is my favorite way of working with people. I know that for me personally, when I have worked with mentors for a long period of time, that I have gotten the most we'll call it dramatic results, but I mean, it truly is right. Like the other person gets to know you really well. They're able to call you out on your shit. And 
I just feel so supported during that time. So of course, that's going to be my favorite way to support clients. So you, if you've been interested in working with me in a longer capacity and feel energized with a coach behind you, you feel excited and supported having and knowing that someone is there to bounce ideas off of, to go over, you know, different ways to market and copyright and talk about your offer. I would love for you to apply. I will leave the link in the show notes and the description below if you're watching in and tuning in on YouTube. Hi, hello. I'm so happy you're here. So you can find out more about Catalyst below. Second update that I have is I've got some bottles of Harmony from Organifi that I want to give away. This is one of my all-time favorite beverages. It is basically adult hot chocolate with hormone balancing benefits. I mean, I'm on what better than that. I'm currently on the first day of my period right now. And I had a cup and thank God it helped my cramps go away. I think there's something to be said about caffeine chocolate. I maybe put a little bit of coffee inside of there as well to, you know, a little pick me up before, before recording, but I absolutely love Harmony from Organifi and I want to share it with you. So if you want to be entered to win a bottle, a full-size bottle, brand new, unopened, of course, brand new bottle of Harmony, all you have to do is either update or leave a review for the podcast. Take a screenshot of your review because iTunes take iTunes takes about mm, like three-ish days to update reviews. So take a screenshot of your review, send it to hello at expandwithchelsea.com and that's it. You're entered. I'll be doing a drawing on the first of the month. So you have a little bit to get your entries in. So take that screenshot, send your address with the screenshot so that I can just send it right to you if you win. And I am super pumped about this because this is one of my all-time favorite products. It has hormone balancing benefits, lots of really good ingredients in there, and is not packed with sugar. You would be hard-pressed to find a healthier adult hot chocolate I say adult hot chocolate as if it's just like tons of booze in there. It's not. It's just, you know, you wouldn't be giving this to kids because they don't necessarily need to balance their hormones yet. But this is one of my all-time favorite drinks to have at the end of the night, just as either a little dessert or a little, you know, fun treat fun drink before bed. So go ahead, leave a review, update a review. If you've already left one, take a screenshot, send it to hello at expandwithchelsea.com, include your address and your entered win. Super, super easy. So let's go ahead and dive into the episode. So I really wanted to talk about this today because as I am taking my Instagram break, still currently on the break, I have so many friends references lately. Uh, this is like the one where they were on the break, the one where Ross and Rachel were on the break. And then I sent out an email that was titled the one where they pivot. Um, and I talked a lot about my pivot actually on the podcast, um, just last week. So lots of friend reference, friends references happening around here because I mean, classic, who doesn't love friends? If you've been keeping up with me, you know that I have been traveling for the better part of a month. It's actually definitely been more than a month. And I just got back from Wyoming, which I didn't realize was as dry of an environment as it actually is. And I kid you not, my nose is legitimately peeling 
many, many layers. And one of the products that I continue to turn to, I'm obsessed with this, I literally, I never, ever, ever will let myself run out, is the Hydra Berry Moisture Mask from Clear Stem. So hear me out, it is a little bit of a weightier, I don't wanna call it heavier in a bad way because it really feels so luxurious, is it is a weightier moisturizer that I use every single night before I go to bed and you could actually use it three different ways. You can use it as a mask where you leave it on for 10 minutes and then you remove it. You can wear it overnight as a moisture locking sleep mask, which is what I always do. And then you can also combine it with Hydroglow, which is the lighter moisturizer that I tend to use for the morning to boost hydration and my nose is actually starting to look better in just a couple of uses thank god because it's a peely scaly mess i truly thought living in the pacific northwest was kind of the driest environment that you could get but thank you wyoming for proving me wrong and clear stem is by far one of my all-time favorite skincare companies because they are focused on including products that are not going to make your skin break out. I really love their resource on their website where you can go to check if an ingredient is pore clogging. <laughs> Coconut oil, biggest offender there, but they are actually anti-acne and anti-aging. So I know that when I use their products, I am achieving both, which is honestly pretty hard to find products that do both. I use Clear Stem's entire, entire line of skincare, starting with my cleanser and then the serums that they have and then following up with a moisturizer depending on if it's day or night and if you have not tried their stuff yet and you are not completely in love with your own skincare it's time to hop on the clear stem bandwagon as soon as i used their stuff i was like oh yeah i'm totally moving on from what i was using they use all natural ingredients and i really love the scent of this moisturizer as well it smells like i have it right here Mm, it's kind of like a cranberry to me, um, I guess, which makes sense because it is a hydra berry, but specifically cranberry. And I have super, super sensitive skin. Like we're talking get bit by a mosquito, swell up a ton. I'm pretty much allergic to most things that I put on my skin, but I have never had a negative reaction with Clear Stem and my skin looks more dewy and glowy. And I can tell that I'm actually <laughs> doing something for my skin when I use these products. So if you you are curious about using Clear Stem's products for yourself, I could not recommend it enough and I have a discount code for you if you go to clearstemskincare.com, so that's C-L-E-A-R-S-T-E-M-S-K-I-N care.com and use the code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, you will get 20% off your order. If you want to try out the Hydra Berry Moisture Mask or any of their other products, I know you're absolutely going to be as obsessed as I am with them. You're going to love the way that your skin looks and feels. And I'm not gonna apologize for getting you hooked because it seriously has changed my life as somebody that is on video and camera a lot for the work that I do. I feel a lot more confident when I know I am taking care of my skin. So again, you can head to clearstemskincare.com and use that code CHELSEA for 20% off anything on their website. I wanted to talk about money, money mindset, because this has just been so like 
encompassing for me. It's wild. I did not expect this to come up as I have been on this Instagram break, but I think that I have been clearing up so much space energetically, physically, emotionally. I I've talked about this a little bit, but I have had this giant urge to purge everything in my house. It is crazy. It is, it is absolutely wild. I, I went through every item of my closet, every single article of clothing. And I asked myself, is this going to stay? Is it going to go and be donated to Goodwill? Is that, am I going to consign it at the consignment shop? Am I going to sell it on Poshmark? Am I going to like, everything had to have an answer. It wasn't just like, no, I'm just going to like keep holding on to this and like, see if I wear it. Like that wasn't going to cut it anymore. And I have been going through my storage unit. I have been going through literally everything in my apartment. I've sold things on Facebook marketplace. It is just this, like, I can't think of anything other than this purge energy. I've got to get things organized. I have been going through and merging. I have multiple different Google drives because I had an email address with lady beta. So I had, you know, some stuff in there still, and I'm really working on simplifying, organizing and creating space even though we aren't probably consciously thinking of these things, they are subconsciously and unconsciously tugging and pulling on us. And I just, I I can't do it anymore. I can't, anything that isn't a, a power or attention or energy leak has got to go. And I really feel like that is why money has been coming up lately is because I've actually created enough space for it to come to the surface. And I really do think that you know, money mindset is, you know, multi-layered, it's multifaceted. It is going to come up, you know, you're going to do a little bit of work on it and okay, feel good for a while. And then it's going to come up again. And that's, it's not bad. I really like to, I heard this, you know, this last weekend and I, I felt like it was really helpful because there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing bad. There's nothing we need to fix, but we aren't meant to just work on one thing and then be good to go for the rest of forever. We are like pianos. Pianos have to be tuned. Even if you were to tune a piano and not play it for two years, you'd still need to tune it again before playing it. There's nothing bad about it. You have to keep tuning up your money mindset. You have to continually do work on it. It's not just, okay, I did it. Now I'm good to go for forever, which, you know, I think is probably the way that I was operating because I felt so good after. I was like, oh, awesome. It's like, you know, you get an injury, you go to physical therapy and you're like, I feel better. And then you stop doing the physical therapy and you're like, oh, weird. Why do I feel worse again? So money mindset for me, very, very prevalent, very encompassing and probably one of the biggest catalysts for this coming up for me so big. This is, this is going to be a really great story to share actually. So right when I first started my business, I hired an accountant because me and math, not super great friends. I actually shared this story via email, but I feel like it is very, very relevant to this. So when I was in high school, so I actually moved when I was a junior in high school from Minnesota to Idaho. And it's so funny because the, the thing that I remember the most is Napoleon Dynamite. The movie had just come out. And if you've seen Napoleon Dynamite, and that is your you know, what you have in your mind as a teenager of Idaho, I was like, oh my God, my parents are ruining my life. They're moving me to a potato farm. Like my life is over. That is basically what I thought as a 16 year old. Um, it did turn out to be one of the absolute best things that ever happened to me. And I am very, very thankful, you know, now 16, 16 years later, but somehow I actually ended up graduating high school without taking any algebra courses, which is definitely a requirement. I, you know, I'm going to blame the move, the whatever transcription things happened there. 
I didn't take a lot of math when I was in high school. I somehow ended up taking a college level statistics course, but I didn't take algebra. So then once I got to college, once I got to the university that I went to, they're like, yeah, sister, you, you gotta, you gotta take algebra. And I was like, okay, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. Like I can manage, you know, a hundred level algebra course. It probably wasn't even a hundred. I think it was like 42. So it was like one step below 100 because you're definitely supposed to have taken it before you got to college. So probably the worst part about all of this is, you know, yes, like you're, you're pretty behind. This is like remedial math at this point. So there's already like that guilt and shame going on. But the worst part by far was everybody that was taking these math classes. So like the lower level math classes, so I would say like the 100 level math classes. And then when you get to the 200 level math classes, you get to like sit in a classroom and do all of these things. They had the lectures in a classroom, but then you had to go do your homework in this laboratory that they called Polia, um, P-O-L-Y-A. I went to the University of Idaho. I'm not sure if they still do this or not. I honestly think it's like one of the most terrible, um, embarrassing things ever. And it really ruined my relationship with math for about 10 years years after that, but they make you go to this math lab. You have to do your homework inside of this math lab. There's like, you do it on the computer. It's like this underground little like dungeon feeling thing. And, you know, if you get stuck on a question, you're supposed to put this red solo cup up on top of your computer to signal that you need help. And then these, you know, math tutors come over and they're supposed to help you. And I <laughs> I am sure they didn't mean to intentionally, but just about every single tutor in this math lab gave off the impression of like, wow, you're not very smart, are you? Like these, you know, these people are brilliant at math. It probably comes so easily. It comes like breathing to them. And then here I am struggling with like basic algebra. So it was really, you know, it was very embarrassing. I felt a lot of shame around it because I was like, yeah, I just, it doesn't, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't like click for me. Like languages come super, super easily to me. I learned Spanish very quickly. I majored in it. I consider myself to be very good at writing. So more of like the liberal arts side of things. I think that's actually what went into me making a decision to get liberal arts degrees versus doing anything with math or science. It was really that experience of having to go to that math lab. Um, I'm call, I'm going to call it traumatic because honestly it was, it, I've never wanted to put my red solo cup up. I didn't want help. And, you know, I am a very stubborn person just naturally, but I was like, oh, no way. Like I, I am not going to be in that embarrassing position again. I don't want anybody to know that I'm struggling. So I would end up spending hours and hours and hours in this math lab trying to get my homework done and trying to like submit it and not feel completely, you know, even more embarrassed in the process. Eventually I finished the math class. I ended up, you know, taking the math classes that I needed in order to graduate from college, which I don't think were very many more. I think there was maybe just like one or two more classes after that. But I mean, that was 10 years ago. I graduated from college 10 years ago and it took me until this year to realize that I had been telling myself that I was bad at math for 10 years because of that, because somehow I didn't take algebra in high school and then I had to take it in college. And it was just this like really 
like embarrassing thing that I had to go through. And it's, you know, when I look back on it now, I'm like, yeah, like it could have happened to anyone. And sure, maybe all of us aren't, you know, super brilliant at every single thing that we come across, but this really stayed with me. It really stuck with me. So I hired this accountant in my business about four years ago. And, you know, in the beginning, it was fine. It was great. They, you know, were keeping my books, um, kind of like teaching me some very basic things about QuickBooks as we went along. So it'd make the process easier. And I, I just wanted to be very hands off from the money side from the get go. And, you know, I, this isn't to say don't delegate things, don't hire out. I absolutely believe in those things, but it comes back to, we pay to keep the stories that we tell about ourselves. And in this case, I literally paid, I paid over $10,000 over the course of four years to have somebody do my books when I easily, easily could have been doing it the entire time. And I say that because now I know how to do the books and it maybe takes me 10 minutes per week in order to do this. And I, you know, I've been telling myself, nope, you're not good at math. You can't do that. You can't possibly learn that you're going to mess it up. The IRS is going to come after you, you know, whatever stories I could think of in order to justify keeping that limiting belief and that limiting story that I was telling myself and about myself. And so I ended up paying over 10 K for something that I very easily could have done. And I actually ended up letting my accountant go this last month because in my opinion and what it felt like is they were taking on too many clients. My books weren't getting done. Um, I was getting letters from the state of Washington saying like, Hey, have you paid your excise tax yet? And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know. Like this person is, you know, that I hired that I'm paying per month was supposed to be taking care of that. So I felt like, Oh my gosh, my money isn't being taken care of. And when that happens and we don't feel like we are taking care of our money, it's hard to want to call in more. Consciously, you might want to call in more. Of course I did. But subconsciously, I was like, well, shit, the money I already have isn't being taken care of. It's not being categorized. It's not being like, you know, uh, taken care of properly. So I'm going to push away anymore until I actually get this figured out. So I ended up letting her go and I signed up for a course on how to, how to use QuickBooks. It took me maybe two hours to get through that course. Great. Now I know how to use QuickBooks. It honestly could not have been easier. And it is actually so easy and I do enjoy it. This is shocking me. The person who has always told myself, I'm not good at math. Math's not for me that I signed up for a course on how to bookkeep for businesses. That's really exciting. I believe that I'm going to be doing an offer and taking on some clients for bookkeeping. I'll keep you tuned on that. Not any time in the next couple of weeks, but this is just something that I think should be way more accessible than it is. Um, you know, not to say you know, and this, this actually does like fit really well into the conversation that we're having today about money mindset. It's not to say that the $250 per month that I was paying, that it wasn't worth it. But now knowing how long this takes on the other side, like I, I just don't see the need to, for, to be charging much for it. Like, honestly, like I just, yes, it's not necessarily the time it takes you to do the task to determine your price point. It's all of the education and all of the things that go into it. But truly, this is like a pretty easy breezy process. And I think a lot of business owners end up doing their own taxes and not even messing with QuickBooks because they're like, oh, that's like too advanced. I don't want to pay for it. I'm not at the point yet where I want to pay somebody to keep my books. And in reality, this could be something that is super affordable because if you're using something like TurboTax for your business, there's just no way you're going to save on taxes as much as if you hired an actual accountant to submit your taxes. 
And, you know, accountant, accounting and bookkeeping are two separate things. I am obviously not an accountant, which is quite funny because my first major, when I went into college, initially, I thought I was going to be an accountant. That was my first major that I had signed up for. And I realized pretty quickly, I was like, Ooh, no, that's not for me. I think I actually ended up changing within my first semester to undeclared because I was like, so repulsed by the energy of like the business school. Um, I had a job in the, the school of business. I was doing just some admin work, some data entry. And I was like, yeah, this stuffy environment's not for me. So like, we got to change out of accounting, but accounting and bookkeeping, two very different things. You don't need to have an accounting degree to be a bookkeeper. And I'm really excited because this is something that I had been, you know, that had been in the back of my mind for 10 years. QuickBooks is really not that hard. It's really, yes, it's intimidating because eventually you do submit your, you know, taxes, but this is where you hire an accountant to look things over and make sure that you did it right. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really pumped about this. And honestly, I'm really proud of myself because this is something that I had just been telling myself for a very long time that I wasn't smart enough to figure out. And why would I not be? Because I, I created a business, right? I created something from nothing. And you know, this is something that we just have to remind ourselves that we've already done so many hard things. Why, why wouldn't you be able to figure this out too? And this isn't to say you have to figure it out. You have to do this for your business. Again, I don't think that delegating or hiring out is a bad thing. You know, this could be something very easily if you're like, yeah, I don't want to add one more thing to my plate. This really isn't for me. Great. Don't do it. But if you're, you know, if you're just trying to hire it out because you don't believe that you could figure it out, that's where we might have a bit of an issue and a bit of a limiting belief. So that was one of the very unexpected ways that I was actually blocking more money from coming in because, you know, I had every once in a while, I would like log into my QuickBooks account and be like, okay, like they haven't categorized anything for the last month. I'm sure they're like working on it, you know? And then I'd like text my accountant and be like, Hey, are you like updating these things? And it was just like, it always felt like pulling teeth and my taxes kept, you know, like last year I had to file for an extension and my taxes got turned in later. And that is a pretty normal thing, I think, for a lot of business owners, but I just didn't feel comfortable with it. It didn't feel like I was taking and managing my money well. It didn't feel like I was being a good steward for my money and it felt like I needed to advocate for it more. So I actually feel so, so much more on top of that now and logging into QuickBooks and doing my books every week is like having a money date with myself every single week where I get to go and look at the reports. I get to look at the expenses. I get to categorize them. It really is. It showed me how much I was avoiding the situation. I thought I was totally anxiously attached to money. Nope. Turns out it is avoided and anxious. Yes, we can apply the you know relationship attachment types to money as well. So if you're the type of person that is always checking your bank account or you're the type of person that's like, oh, I have actually, I never check my bank account. That is something to look into. That is information for you so that you have that moving forward, knowing that you are working on that, knowing that you're healing that. And I just think that me being immersed in my books has been very, very supportive for me. And I feel really confident about it. So that's been a huge win. That's been a huge plus one. I am about to share with you one of the tools that I could not, literally could not run my business without. This is the Cadillac, the gold standard of 
hosting platforms in the business world and I have been using Kajabi for a year and a half now and it is safe to say I am never gonna go to any other platform. This is it for me. I have truly explored every single aspect and feature of Kajabi and I could not be happier. One of the biggest reasons that I switched over in the first place was having everything all in one platform. Oh my God, I was hosting, I had different platforms for my email, my podcast. I had different platforms for my courses and my website and now it's all in one spot, thank God. Seriously, the fact that I had, I mean, at any given time, six different platforms that I was paying for, which separately were all more expensive than what I pay for Kajabi now, just being spread in that many directions was energetically so exhausting. And knowing that now I literally click one button and it brings me to everything brings me so much joy. I feel like things are really being simplified. This has been a huge theme in my life lately is to simplify, to reduce down to get rid of the things that you don't need. And if you are curious about trying out Kajabi, I actually have an affiliate code for you where you can get 14 days for free. You can get a 14 day free trial. If you are curious about Kajabi and if it's right for you in your stage of business, send me a DM on Instagram. I am at expand with Chelsea and I will tell you if it's right for you, if I think it's right for you. And I could not, literally could not be happier with my experience using the platform. They have a chat feature where 24 seven, if you have an issue, which you will because it's technology and there's gonna be something where you're like, I don't know how to connect this to that. 24 seven chat feature where you can talk with a real life human being and they will work and walk you through anything that you're trying to work on that has been super supportive for me. And honestly, if I ever look at a platform and they don't have a chat feature that you can access 24 seven, I'm not in, I'm not into it. I need to know that I'm going to be able to get an answer to something at any point in time because entrepreneurship and being a business owner doesn't stop. It doesn't just happen between the hours of nine to five. So having that support is just absolutely invaluable to me. So if you want to grab your 14 day, your two week free trial for Kajabi, head to the link in the show notes, just click on that link and you will be able to start up your free trial. I know you're gonna be obsessed with it. I love the sleek design layout. I absolutely love that there is an app, an app. You can have an app where people can actually download it on their phones and listen to your courses and your programs on the go. Honestly, that was like a huge selling point for me too, is that people could have my courses in their pockets and listen to them as they were driving on a walk. Huge, huge benefit right there. They don't have to be logged into their desktop. And I really love how easy the email editor is to use because we all know I send out a ton of emails and having that be very user-friendly is also super important to me. So if you can't tell, totally obsessed with Kajabi, never going, never going back to having six different platforms. And I'm able to host my website, my podcast, all of my courses and everything else all in one. So if you're ready to level up, not just in terms of aesthetics, but in terms of your CEO mindset, CEO energy, head to the link in the show notes and grab your free trial today.
The second unexpected way that I have been blocking money from coming in is, I can't believe I didn't realize this. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. I was actually listening to one of my mentors' podcast episodes. I will link it in the show notes and in the description. It is from Christina Rice. She did a really great episode on the energetics of money and calling in more, manifesting more abundance. And the thing that stuck out to me the most is where are you complaining about money? I was like, oh my God, I complain about money all the time. I literally have a sticky note right now. Are you complaining about money to remind myself? So I I set the challenge of monitoring how much I am complaining about money. And I did this for three days. My parents actually came to visit this last weekend and it was appalling how much I use complaining about money to connect with people, connect with my boyfriend, my parents. It is like, oh my God. Oh my God, no wonder, no wonder I'm not calling in more abundance. Think about the person that is always complaining. Think about the person that is super negative and talking shit about everyone. You don't want to hang around them. Absolutely not. That is like a repulsive energy. No, thank you. I'm good. So if money is energy and you're the negative one, there we go. There we go. You're repulsing and pushing away money by complaining about it, making it the scapegoat, making it the villain, making it the issue, the problem. No, the problem is our mindset. The problem is we need to move back into abundance mindset. We need to move further away from scarcity. So this has just been, I mean, honestly, life-changing for me to realize how much I've been complaining about money, you know, from things like complaining about how much that I spent on my plane ticket to Vietnam to go to my brother's wedding, complaining that, oh my gosh, now I have to buy a dress and buy shoes and all of this. Like, this is where we get to decide our language. We get to decide the story that we're telling ourselves in complaining about money. What you're doing is you're saying, I don't believe that more is going to come in. This is, this is all I believe that I get. No way. We have so much evidence that there's so much abundance out there in the world. I mean, think about all the people that are holding a really good chunk of wealth. There is a lot of money out there. So for me to realize this, it has just been a giant shift in the language that I'm using, the reframes that I have to walk myself through in my mind and telling myself, you know, is that money's fault or is that just not something that I prioritize? Because if it's the latter, then I need to find different language to describe it. And I really want to challenge you to do this as well, to just notice how often you are complaining about money, whether that is, you know, internally, internal dialogue, like when I was dress shopping this last weekend, and, you know, I was like, oh my God, like everything is so expensive, like all of that, just like letting that like sink into my cells, not the message that I want to send my body, not the message that I want to send the universe. And just noticing how often that's coming up for you or in conversation as well. And I actually told my boyfriend, I was like, okay, we've got to make a pact, like no more complaining about money. I can't do it anymore. I don't want you to do it. I don't want to do it. Like call me out when I do it, because this is not, this is not what I believe. This is not who I am. This is not abundance mindset. And I need to come back and retune again, retune my money mindset. And this is just not going to be part of my language anymore. So that was something that I was like, oh my God, I've got to talk about this on the podcast. So just take note, how often are you complaining about money? Is that really what you want to be saying? Or is there something else? And maybe you've just like slipped into that bad habit. So I haven't done this in a while, 
but I wanted to draw a card and I got a new deck. I'm really excited about it. It is the Healing Waters Oracle deck from Rebecca Campbell. She makes absolutely beautiful, beautiful Oracle card decks. I wanted to pull a card because I feel like money is just such an activating conversation and see what we have here to send us off. Love it. Okay, we have let it go. Release the past, forgive, soften, and move forward. I'll show it here if you're watching on YouTube. We have this woman standing in front of this giant wave, this giant wall of water, and just opening her arms up to the side and just letting it go. So I'm going to go ahead and read the description. I feel like it's just perfect for what we've talked about. Okay. It says change is one of the most difficult things for our heart and mind to accept. Maybe you're on the brink of an ending, a hurt or a loss, or perhaps you've experienced an ending in the past, but are still carrying the pain within your heart and your mind. Just as the shoreline doesn't try to hold on to the sea, this card comes with encouragement to begin the process of letting go. Letting go is rarely something that happens in an instant. More often, it's a process that can take days, weeks, months, or even years. The process always begins with a willingness and a wanting to be free of what once was. Holding on to an emotion such as sorrow, anger, disappointment is a normal part of the process. And in order to be free of it, we must first feel it fully. Emotions are feelings in motion. They're not meant to be stagnant. Water is the same. It wants to move and flow. When we allow our emotions to be there fully, they rarely last as long as they would do if we repressed them. When we avoid endings for whatever reason, the symbolic waters within us can build up and become stagnant. Call upon the waters within you to flow freely. Let the damned walls of past hurts come tumbling down. Let the waters within you travel out into the world and let them find their way past store stones and riverbanks. New streams are calling you forth. Let the ocean call you home. What are you willing to let go of? What stories, what narratives? Oh, it's so good. I feel like that's very fitting with what I talked about releasing that narrative of I'm not good at math. That's just not something that's not something I want to say anymore. And being a business owner, no, you don't necessarily need to be brilliant at um, I'm trying to even think of like beyond geometry what there is, but you don't need to be brilliant at math. Absolutely not. But it is a part of it. It absolutely is. And is it serving you to continue telling yourself that you're not good at something? Probably not. So that is definitely a story that I am letting go of. And I know I've talked about it on here, but I have this daily habit tracker that I really love. And I've actually replaced one of the categories with improve money mindset. So that is something that I'm doing every single day for the next 30 days, just like I stretched and did mobility every day for, I think it was 31 days. I'm actually still doing it. So I'm about 50 some days in that habit really stuck, really got me in the groove. And every single day I'm doing something to improve my money mindset, whether that is a meditation around money, whether that is, you know, that the course on QuickBooks, whether that is journaling about money, journaling about my relationship with money, just one thing to move that one step forward and that feels really, really supportive for me because it's one thing to be like, yes, I want to focus on this, but it's another thing entirely to set the intention every single day. I'm going to do something to shift this relationship because if we don't do that, we're probably just going to end up with the same result. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a 30 day challenge for you. But for me, 
that's something that I love being able to visually see. Okay, I ticked that off. I did it for today. It makes me feel really successful. It makes me feel like I'm actually making progress on something. You know, what we what we monitor, we can manage. What we manage, we can monitor. It, we have to have some way of feeling like, wow, okay, shit, I'm making I'm making progress on this in order for us to be motivated to stick with things. So that's something that's been really helpful for me. I'd love to hear if this episode resonated with you, share it on social media, tag me at expand with Chelsea, or you can leave a rating and a review and PS send your screenshot to hello at expandwithchelsea.com with your address to be entered to win the container of Organifi Harmony. I Hope you have the best rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to you next episode.